Hello and welcome to episode seven of the spread. I'm your host Kaz, and this is Nini. How was your week, babe? It was good. Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened. Um, Why? You sound like you. It's been low. It's been hard. It's, it's been difficult. <laughs> you sound like you've been like no. Down. Uh, one of my best friends, she lost her father. So um, it's, I'm so sorry. It's just been quite emotional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always like losing a parent is so hard and even just if you've lost a parent and then you have to go through your friend losing a parent it's so hard because it just everything comes back so it's just like yeah i remember i remember that being hard yeah taking a friend through the loss of a parent is hard yeah and you don't know if you're doing it right or you don't know what you're doing anyway this is not a morbid show. Yeah, but it's so good to see you. You're looking so <laughs> fabulous. Even though you've had a hard really? week, you're looking really hot. You oh, are. Wow, geez, thanks. Yeah. Maybe I need that. Maybe that's what I needed. <sighs> How's your sex? Are you having sex? I'm not having sex, but I climbed Mount Elgon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and it was so amazing. Was it orgasmic? It was. I mean, honestly, it was one of the most emotionally taxing experiences I've ever had because there was a lot of insecurities that came up in the group, which is... Something that generally happens when you're climbing a mountain. You get very emotional because Mm -hmm. it's almost like the physical labor of it brings up your nonsense. So like you stop and... I had moments of just bursting out into tears. I've heard that before from people who climb mountains. Yes. Yes. So it was very emotionally taxing, but it was also physically invigorating. And Mount Elgon is so spectacular. And then we... You know, I'm from there. Oh, no, as in? Yeah, my breed of Maasai. Oh! It's from Mount Elgin. They're not Maasai. They're called Sabawat. 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 Mm. Sabawat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... My they're fa- not Elgin Maasai because that was the name that the Jungus gave them. They're not Maasai. That's... My father will have to explain it to you. No, there's actually... It's not... There's a majority of the people... They're actually Kalenjin. Mm. But there's a, there was a very, very small community of Maasai that yes. lived right at the top of the mountain. Oh. I also I wish I knew my history better. Yeah, but that's now you need to climb Mount Elgon and find your history yeah, at no the top thanks. of the mountain. I'm, I'm okay with staying down here. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> loving using the, using the World Wide Web. <laughs> you know, you can actually do a 360 degree. I'm on Mount Elgon checking out the scenery. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, Kaz, they say the two of they say the two of the greatest pleasures in life are sex and music. No food. <laughs> and that's what why, what makes today in all so exciting. <laughs> I said two. Yeah, but music is one of them. No, imagine let's just kill that story of music. It's not in this mix because it's not even. In, oh, actually, it could in the mix. You don't think so? No, I'd say trees. Yeah, I'm, I know. I mean, when I'm when I'm making love, I'm not thinking, oh my god, that tree. I know, but when you're making love in the right trees. <laughs> Are you making love in the trees? And that's orgasmic. <laughs> in it. Not yeah. that I'm having sex anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> since life. food and sex are like <laughs> life's greatest pleasures, imagine finding a combination of both. But isn't that always? That's always. But, food and sex go together. But wait. But imagine finding a combination of both to then enhance your sex life. So you're having sex. It's okay. You're eating food. It's okay. 
And then you eat the food that is correct to correct the sex. And then your sex gets even better and better. Yes. Yes. Isn't that what an aphrodisiac is? That is what an aphrodisiac is. It is. And that is what we're talking about today. Aphrodisiac. Food that makes you... Actually, it's not food. It's anything. Any substance. Actually, uh, the meaning of an aphrodisiac is it's a food, a drink, or a drug that stimulates sexual desire. It stimulates sexual desire. Mm -hmm. And you know where the word aphrodisiac comes from? What? Um, it's the Greek, the ancient Greek god Aphrodite. She was the Greek goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, and procreation. Ooh. And Aphrodite had many lovers. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was just... And, like, all of the other gods were really um, scared of her because they thought that she would bring, like, war and destruction because men would fight over her. So they married her off to, like, the ugliest god that's so crazy. It is. It's just because it's that patriarchal society and just how they're like, oh, this woman is too hot. Let's just like, <laughs> destroy her by attaching her to the ugliest man exactly. so she can have ugly babies. Exactly. And then she has the most amazing babies. Exactly. But anyway, aphrodisiac, as you said, is devi- defined as any food, drug or, or substance. Um, food, drink or drug. That arouses sexual desire. Yes. Now, this is the thing. A lot of hula baloo came about because impotence wasn't something that was publicly spoken about or even admitted until Viagra came into the scene in in the 1990s thereabouts, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem with Viagra is that taking the pill Viagra will cause you to have nausea, diarrhea, and a lot of other crazy side effects. Heart attacks. So the idea today is to find out how you can incorporate aphrodisiacs into not just to correct a problem when the problem arises but to enhance to make it a part of your daily lifestyle to make Mm. it a part of your life so that Mm. it is something that you're constantly aware of you're constantly putting that sexual desire stuff inside you Mm -hmm. so when you need to have good sex it's always Mm. just a turn on away i just first everybody needs to be having sex all the time yeah (laughs) but with self as well yeah yeah Yeah. so yes yeah having sex yes then i'm good your sex is valid (laughs) But let me tell you about a story that was written like over six centuries ago, a recipe. Mm -hmm. And it was suggested that a man could visit a hundred women after consuming a mixture of goat testes boiled in milk, sesame seeds, and the lard of a porpoise. Do you know what that is? That's That's a whale. That's a whale. Whale fat. Yeah. Whale fat. So if you can find goat testes, boil them in milk. Throw in some sesame seeds and some maguta of the wheel. <laughs> that, I, first of all, I, I don't know. First of all, no. Let me just say no. Let's just start by saying no. And I like that there is modern ways in which you can enhance your sex life without having to kill animals. Such as? To extract their <laughs> testicles and their lard. <laughs> We're killing them for meat anyway. Not we. We yeah. are not. Yeah, actually, that's true. That is <laughs> other, so other true. Other people are. But okay, so a lot of people take aphrodisiacs to treat sexual dysfunction, right? Yeah. But is that what we're talking? Are we talking about sexual dysfunction? Are we just talking about aphrodisiacs as a quality? I think as as um, I mean, I'm a sexually active young girl. I I would be interested if somebody introduced me to some aphrodisiacs that were interesting. I would love to use them to see what happened to make my already great sex better, even greater. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it would be fun. I mean, I I would be somebody that was interested in having like more intense orgasms, for example, you know, yeah. whether it's with 
yourself or it's, if it's with your partner. But I, th- the thing is, aphrodisiacs are attached to people with problems, mm. but they can still be used in your daily life. Also, because the idea of an aphrodisiac is to increase the circulation of your blood so that blood is going to places where it's not been going. Yeah. But if you're already having great, um, if you already have a high libido, but then you want to increase your, your blood circulation, then that would be a nice, um, a nice alternative. Do you know any um, foods that are aphrodisiacs? Okay, I mean, uh, first of all, the idea behind an aphrodisiac or the idea behind that whole increase of blood flow is 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 to increase the release of nitric oxide or the production yes. of nitric oxide in your body, and that's a it's responsible. Nitric oxide is responsible for making the blood vessels relax. It helps sustain an erection for men. It expands blood vessels, increases blood flow, and then also decreases blood clotting. Mm-hmm. So my question is always. If you can find the thing that is needed and then find a source that is natural to consume the thing that is needed. Mm-hmm. As you said, it's about increasing entire blood flow into your system, mm-hmm. which is the benefit. So it's not just about correcting your genitalia or um, increasing your libido. It is about a healthier lifestyle. Yes. And I know a few foods. Um, the one thing that I, th- I think I'm, I need to mention is like, Foods do not contain nitric acid, mm. nit- nit- sorry, nitric oxide, mm. but they contain nitrates, which our bodies can then turn into nitric oxide. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So then you have to eat the foods that are high in nitrates. And some of the wonderful discoveries is like watermelon juice. You know, it's so funny. I was at this event <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And um, it was like a family event. And I remember having, like, when I started doing my research, I remember somebody talking about watermelon. Oh, my gosh, Beyonce talks about watermelon all the time. Uh-huh. But I, there was this large bowl of watermelon sitting there. And I thought to myself, for some reason, I need to be eating this watermelon. And I couldn't remember <laughs> for the life of me why. But it was so clear in a parallel world that I needed to be eating, eating that watermelon. <laughs> and it's only now that you said it. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> that's exactly why. Did you eat the watermelon? I didn't. But then it's amazing for men. Watermelon juice. Like now, if you have, if your guy's having issues with... Send M-Pesa to zucchini. You know, and then get, by the way, you just be it. blending that watermelon juice twice a day. And the thing with a lot of these things is it's recommended like you have a glass in the morning and a glass before you sleep. It's not even about having the glass just before you have sex. It's about just making it. And then it's also it also cleanses you. Mm-hmm. So watermelon juice is one of the things that I found was, for me, the number one addition to my menu, mm-hmm. like on a daily basis. But a lot of other fruits like strawberries, oranges, mango, cranberries. Avocado. Avocado, especially for women. Mm-hmm. Like, And this is the thing that is, that's amazing. It's like avocado is described as, you know how it's like, luby mm. and like silky and like imagine that's exactly what it does to your insides when you eat avocado you're so you really are what you eat you are what you eat mm. your inside becomes like i just had a bag of nuts oh pistachios are good <laughs> it was a joke <laughs> you are what you eat i'm not <laughs> it's okay take it back. i did i did that one <laughs> just <laughs> tweeted me that one just tweeted me uh, for real what oh, about yeah. you i mean i also found about a, f- a few herbs yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, I would definitely, definitely recommend, like as an addition to your food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have heard about um, herbs as well. Yeah. But um, there's uh, essential oils. So this is not for ingesting purposes, but for external use. And if like 
um, obviously because you need to be able to relax in a moment of intimacy. So there's certain scents that enhance the relaxation of mm-hmm. your body, like lavender like oil. Like lavender, yeah. But then also there's there's other scents that sort of, they can stimulate your, your blood flow through your skin, you mm-hmm. know? Like if you massage, say for example, you use coconut oil as the base oil or like sweet almond oil, and then you just add a few drops of um, uh, jasmine or what is it called? I don't know it, how to pronounce it's it. It's a No, it's it's Y L A N G. Lang. It's called Ylang Ylang. Yeah, Lang Lang. Yeah, but I think the Y is pronounced. No. And Jasmine, I swear, no, I had it being pronounced. Okay. True story. It's, so it's Y L A N G Y A L A N G. That's yeah. one. <laughs> and Jasmine and and Rose. Rose water? Rose essential oil. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you add that, like a drop of that to either coconut or to the sweet almond oil or to what even just a plain almond oil and then just rub, have your partner rub you like maybe when you're like as part of your foreplay, then that kind of, and, and it, it stimulates your blood flow. Through your skin. And that is actually the largest organ on your body. So that is an amazing way to get stimulated. Nice. Mm -hmm. Say that recipe again. Um, So if you're using your base as almond oil, for example, then you just add a few drops to the almond oil that you're going to use on your body. So it's either rose, um, that (laughs) jasmine, or um, lavender oil just for the relaxation purposes. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, other foods that you can add into your diet, um, pepper, mm. tofu, tofu is really good. Toasty. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Even though tofu uh, has like some side effects with men. What is that thing about tofu and men? I don't know what the thing about tofu There's something and men about, is. About, I'm actually going to read about it Is it, it soy isolate or is it tofu? Because I know that there's a problem with soy isolate that you find in like um, soy milk, soy powdered milk. It's like the isolate, whatever protein is in soya, and I know that's a problem. I don't know if that's what it is. I don't. It's. I know that tofu actually has something to do with a man's erection. It affects it. Oh, nice. I'm on it now. You're on I'm it right now. It. Yeah. Well, but there's also um, dark green leafy vegetables: spinach, kale, watercress, and lettuce, are also but amazing source of nitrates. And the idea is to just add nitrates oh, into your okay, diet, got it. so that you're increasing your blood flow and. If your blood flow is happening, then it's getting to where it needs to get to, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, um, which I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. I mean, like some, there's some herbs that are, that increase your sexual libido oh. immediately. For example, this one herb called marijuana. <laughs> I would recommend this one herb. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't publicly do that. I, neither would I. Not publicly, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but, Only in the privacy uh, of my studio. <laughs> um, but also oysters. Yes, yes. But then, really, I, I also cans, don't understand the oyster. Thing. Like, I don't. That thing is a not going down my throat. I mean, would I throw up before I then make love? It's like, oh, I can't. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. enjoy oysters, so that's not happening. I'd rather eat my spinach. But even ex- something as simple as exercises can help you increase your It libido. is so amazing how many different lifestyle choices could change. And you know, the thing with lifestyle, changing your lifestyle, mm-hmm. that is the most natural way. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, maybe adding too many, because cloves is also a good thing that you can add. Garlic is an amazing thing for, mm-hmm. for as an aphrodisiac as well. Are you going to kiss a garlic breathed man? You know, I'd probably kiss my garlic breathed man. I would not kiss my garlic <laughs> breathed anybody. But someone recommends that if you run two miles a day, now two miles is the equivalent, not run, sorry, walk. If a man walks mm-hmm. two miles a day, which is the equivalent of 3.2 kilometers, mm-hmm. 
this helps reduce your risk of erectile dysfunction or even reverses it, according to a study that was done in 2005. Mm. Two miles a day, 3.2 kilometers. Mm. So he's, okay, now the study showed that men with size 42 inch waistlines and above are 50% more likely to have erectile dysfunction than those with a 32 inch waist and below. Can you imagine really? that? Really? Yeah, that in 10 inch difference, you are 50% more likely to suffer from some form of erectile dysfunction. Is it because you can't find your penis? It's because you can't see it either. So you kind of, it gets shy because, you know, it's lost. <gasps> That's so mean. <laughs> okay, so But this a... is both male and female. I oh. mean, obesi- obesity is one of the leading reasons of any form of... But um, I imagine it makes so much sense because if if um, if excitement has to do with blood circulation, the the heavier you are, the less circulation there is already, which causes so many other things, including cholesterol. Yeah. 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 So that's completely... And I've just found the thing about tofu. So apparently it increases female hormones in men. Oh, my. Yeah. So it increases your Yeah, but then that's no different. Levels. Okay. I'm not even going to make this comment because it's really bitchy. I ain't. What are you going to say? I was going to say that makes no difference because half the men in Nairobi have reduced testosterone levels. Why would you say that? Because they've got man boobs and hips. That's true. There's a, my because sister they're eating a lot of junk food. A, a lot of, and a lot of hormonal um, junk, food. junk food. Yeah, like the fast foods. Yeah. The chickens and all of them. So, you know, if you talk to doctors, they'll tell you that more and more, they're starting to see um, younger and younger men, especially men, come in for help with erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. you get men in your 20s you get men i know that i once remember there's a friend of mine who was in his 30s a while ago who had the same problem erectile dysfunction vaguely i told you about this guy was remember? it <laughs> don't even look at me like you can't remember the store i literally yes you are in that store oh chick day oh yeah <laughs> Got it. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember. Do you remember? Yeah. And he was in his 30s when his problem began. So it is lifestyle changes. And if you're going to have to just walk 3.2 kilometers a day, really, mm, really, that's all like you that's have it. to do. Mm. Like that's it. People, people don't care so much. I feel like people don't care so much about their health. They're more concerned about the erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Like, like for them, that's the thing that they're more interested in than like if they were taken to us, to, if a doctor told them they had blood pressure problems or diabetes they'd be like whatever but like with erectile dysfunction it's like okay so what do i need to do which is crazy because blood pressure issues cause same erectile thing. dysfunction yeah. um it's cholesterol all in the same, cause yeah causes erectile dysfunction so it's all in the same little bowl of nonsense <laughs> exactly um another thing that i discovered that can help it's so it's like an aphrodisiac ish but it's not because it's more about helping yourself maintain good blood flow and good muscle structure down there. Okay. Kegel exercises for men. And I actually yes. put up a link on YouTube mm-hmm. on my page, but a link on YouTube, on Facebook on my page to show mm-hmm. men how to do Kegel exercises. Yeah. But it's Kegel ex- ex- exercises are apparently amazing at keeping your erectile dysfunction at bay. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Okay. I we would probably be able to explain it's easy for us to explain for women how to do Kegel exercises. It's hard for us to explain for men. But I guess go on, on Nini's page. We should also post the... On the Spread podcast page. But then this is the thing. It's like the same process. It's like stop your pee. 
Oh, is it? Stop your pee start. Stop your pee start. But then now start doing that particular action without mm. peeing. Like you know, you're not peeing, so you're sitting in the car. Oh, so you do it when you need to pee, not just all the time. No, no, no. It's like so a man will learn how to do his kegels by mm-hmm. the same way a woman does. It's mm-hmm. by stopping. The way to practice is to stop your pee. So you're peeing and you stop, and that's how you learn how to do your kegels, right? Oh. Did you not know that? Nope. That that's the only way to teach. It's like when you pee, stop. Oh, I thought that's a kegel. I thought, but you also do that when you're peeing in the stranger's house. Yes, that's the so best way to learn how to do your kegels <laughs> when you don't want them to hear you're allowed to pee. It's like stop. So then you take stop, your daughter stop. and go. Okay, now go to Susu and Auntie Tata, your <laughs> yeah, kid's place the, over there. The one that's right next to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the best way to teach it. And if they do mm. ten to fifteen reps twice a day for three months, mm-hmm. by the way, you're sorted. Like, imagine, just try it out, 10 to 15 reps of Kegel exercises twice a day for three months. Your sex improves, improves, your blood flow to your penis improves. You get large engorged, pardons, I love that word. Engorged. Engorged boners. Boners. Love it. All right, we'll be giving you more information on um, aphrodisiacs. And we'll also be talking to a naturopath who's like a doctor who uses natural methods Mm -hmm. to treat ailments disorders diseases that kind of thing keep it right here on the spread with kaz and nini we will be right back what 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 (laughs) 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 before we before we go on our break um just really quickly we do have like um a couple of interesting questions which we'll be asking at the at the end of um the show also if you guys have any questions please don't forget to reach out to us on the spread kenya at gmail.com and you can follow us on all of our social media networks on instagram the spread podcast on facebook the spread podcast and on twitter the spread podcast without an a at the end also big shout out to um zawadi nyongo who was in switzerland um really bigging up the spread so we just want to say thank you for that all right we'll be back i want to show you places that i won't let nobody else see i'll let you go inside to the places i want to hide i don't want nobody Hello and welcome back to The Spread, um, which is really great because we are just about to have a very interesting conversation with um, a doctor, Nini. Yes, Dr. Richard Saningo. And the reason I wanted to talk to him especially is because um, when we're talking about uh, fibroids, I don't know, we brought that up at some point. One of the episodes we talked about um, naturopathy and this doctor that I had seen about two years ago and Mm -hmm. he was amazing. I was having issues with fibroids. I was in pain. I was bleeding. So I took his medication for six months, gone, done, finished. They stopped growing, they calcified, they're just not being a problem to me anymore. So it's like he's a magical healer. Oh, But before we get into that, I just want to say, because I discovered this amazing thing called grains of paradise. Mm. And I know that you can find grains of paradise in like West Africa, but I don't know where you can find it here. But this amazing, amazing, it's like black pepper. So you use it to spice your food. The thing, imagine, it's exactly like black pepper, but it's got like a brownish, reddish tint to it. And you can find it in, they've actually done research on it in Cameroon and Nigeria. And they discovered that a water-based extract of grains of paradise increases male arousal and sexual function. Then the seeds are used to promote sexual rejuvenation in men entering male menopause, which is, you know, when they start to, you know... The equivalent of buying your Harley. Buying that Harley. And then the fruit is also used to enhance sexual stimulation and sensation in males and females. The thing with this magical grain of paradise is it treats like a whole range of other issues like 
bone fractures, pain, fever, cholera, constipation, fungus, leprosy, malaria, infertility, excessive bleeding after birth. You're just like, eh? If anyone knows where to get Let grains us know. of paradise. Seriously, it's called Aphromomum Afra melagueta. Okay. If you ever hear anyone mention it. I'm going to find it. I want to get some. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay. So should we talk to Dr. Salingo now and hear what yes. he has to say? Yes, please. Okay, let's um, call him. Hello? Hi, Dr. Richard Saningo. I'd just like you to, you know, tell our audience who you are. Who am I? I'm Dr. Saningo, a naturopath. I practice in Nairobi. Um, my practice is not very far from the IA Center. And uh, we use natural means to deal with diseases of all sorts. Yeah. We use um, herbal medicines. We use enzymes. We use light, as in fine infrared therapy and um, photoluminescent therapy for very chronic conditions. And um, bottom line, we teach people how to go back to a good lifestyle, eating right for better health. Fantastic. I know that I've been with you. You um, successfully helped me get over some fibroid issues that were yes. causing me a lot of grief a few years ago, and I'm so grateful for that. Great. And that's why I'm calling you today. Our show today is, ab is about aphrodisiacs. But then, you know, a lot of the time, people don't know if they should take aphrodisiacs. Do you su support the idea of consuming aphrodisiacs as part of your just your daily lifestyle? Well, there are people that, well, first of all, we need to start by saying men are very shy to seek help when it comes to erectile muscle dysfunction. Uh-huh. It is a very challenging situation. So um, sometimes they would send the wife or girlfriend um, go see this doctor. You know, it's ego issues. Yeah. Now, when they do come and we discuss how to go about it, uh, they will reveal to you that they've, you've, they've probably used Viagra and they're afraid of one day going to have an intercourse and uh, next thing they know is that they're not alive. Oh, wow. So they don't want to go that direction yet. They want to continue with uh, a life where you engage the opposite sex. And so therefore they kind of caught up in the middle. So mm. those that come out straight and seek to solve this problem once and for all. And it's good to understand why do men end, end up, there are various reasons why people end up being um, impotent or unable to maintain an erection. Yeah. And uh, one of them could be as a result of another disease, either blood pressure or diabetes and the rest of it, mm. or spinal uh, injuries and stuff like that. But there are regular uh, erectile muscle dysfunctions that are not necessarily suffering from a, a chronic condition like that. And you just are not able to do that due to the fact that you have low testosterone levels yeah. or that you had either the uh, erectile muscle um, injury mm. where you have a kink or you have a, just a hormonal imbalance. And so we take through uh, the patient, what are the courses, and then we tackle them right from 
you know, the basis of, of their ailment. Yeah. And so if it is issues with hormonal imbalances where your testosterone is down, then we give you medications that engage the, um, what you call the endocrine system or the organs that deal with the production of testosterone, dopamine, and, and quite a number of other uh, hormones that are involved in erectile muscle function. Yeah. Most of those diseases actually is a question of microcirculation problems. Yeah, it's a blood flow have, problem, right? Yes, we do not have uh, enough or sufficient blood flowing through the muscle out there. And uh, there are little valves normally just at the very base of your muscle, mm -hmm. uh, of the penile muscle, that are not able to shut back the blood that has rushed in there. So blood goes in and out, in and out. Well, yes, oh, it's no. supposed to. It's supposed to really. Those little valves are supposed to shut. So down, that the, the so that the blood can continue to be there in efficiency and uh, maintain an erection. Yeah. And once you go through the ejaculation process, then the brain sends uh, messages to the small uh, gate valves and says, job done. So release, release the blood now. So they release the blood and you go, you know. So we so can give you uh, medications to uh, that direction. We correct your diet. We help you to solve the microcirculation problems. Yeah. And basically, you permanently can be able to solve uh, erectile muscle dysfunction if you come early enough and you just have a problem that uh, you do not understand. So. I have a question for you, doctor. Um, a lot of your conversation has been based on men with problems. Do you not have many clients come into your office that are females? And um, if so, oh, we do. do you? But for themselves as opposed to for their partners? They, they do for themselves as well because there are so many women who now are really suffering from uh, libido issues where mm. they, do not, they just don't have an urge for sex, period. Is and there an age limit for these kind of problems? Is there like if you were um, to narrow it down, what would you say the people who come to you with these issues, what age range? In okay, the sense? age range is between uh, 27, 28 to say about 45 Wow. Isn't that supposed yeah. to be the peak of a female's sexuality? And, and is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this is brought about by lifestyle, what we are eating happily and in abundance. Yes. This is what is clogging down your system, is clogging circulation. And, mm -hmm. and even for women, it's just about blood not reaching um, the, um, the, the re this region that you're interested in. You, mm. you, um, like the vagina, the blood the not genus. reaching the vagina. Is that what you mean, doctor? <laughs> That's needy for you. That's needy. That's both that of us. Our, our podcast is about sex. <laughs> We're not trying to hide anything. Okay. <laughs> blood not reaching genitalia. Okay, no. so <laughs> when you when you medicate, and I'm I'm assuming that the medication that you're giving is, as you said, herbal, or it's like a, it's yes, a plant herbal. form. Herbal. It's herbal. Yes. Do you give specific? Is there a specific like drug for uh, that acts as an aphrodisiac? For women, or no, herb? for me, for me, I don't. I, I avoid using a particular one because then you, you go into addiction. So I do combinations. Mm. I make combinations that uh, work out uh, a wider area. So it's not just about aphrodisiacs. I do 
I do engage blood cleansers. Yeah. I do engage um, uh, herbs that will engage your endocrine system at the same time. And at the wow. same time, uh, now I correct your lifestyle so that you can have a permanent solution. You see, what most people do is they rush out there and go and get uh, a quick fix. Yeah. And you, you, for example, the herb called foxglove. You go for foxglove or ashwagandha and you take it and you erect that day, you have your sex, and tomorrow you're in the same problem again. So you start looking for that thing again. Mm. And when you have one particular herb taking, and, and your body, is, your liver also is able to detect that you're taking this thing over and over and over again for a particular mm-hmm. thing, and then you end up having side effects that may not be uh, desirable. Wow, so that's as even herbal treatments have side effects if you herbal overdo it. Have, yes, yes, they do. Mm. Don't, don't be cheated. That uh, herbs are potent, and there are herbs that are really, really potent and can be poisonous to you if you overdo them mm. or if you take them for the wrong reason. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what we'd like to do is because um, we know that some of our listeners know someone or are going through, a, you know, erectile dysfunction or even female genital dysfunction. Yes. Is that yes. what it's called? And for females, it's really nice because uh, it's so fast. Uh, we we have particular herbs that uh, you can actually insert. I know. I I insert one of your herbs. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> what herbs are these? But you can give us your contacts just so that people can come can yes, call my, you. My, or... my contacts are pretty easy. Zero seven two two seven seven zero six zero four. And for those ones that are using Airtel, it's zero seven three three two eight double two double two. My location not very far from Yaya. You take in uh, Wood Avenue, turn left, like you're going back towards Ngong Road. The first right would be a small road called Como Lane, that is K-O-M-O. Come to the very end of it, it's a little close. Uh, come to the building called Machera Court. I'm on first floor D1, that is door one. First Thank floor you. door one. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard Seningo, for talking to us today. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Bye. That was an interesting conversation with Dr. Richard Saningo, and I like the fact that he is like all natural. Like he doesn't go into any medicinal pharmaceutical products. It's all natural with him. But as Hippocrates, the father of Western medicine, said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Instead of rushing to a pharmaceutical product to help any issues that you're experiencing, especially with sexual dysfunction, because that's normally something that can be cured just by changing your lifestyle. Your mm. So let's just dare. I'm going to dare, I don't know, whoever's having a problem and wants to increase their sexual function, sexual pleasure. Try that 3.2 kilometer run. Mm. Try it for a month and see what happens. Try the Kegel exercises for two to three months. See what happens. See if you cannot help yourself solve this issue and have a greater sex life. Yeah, so health is very important in these, um, in actually any ailment that you may be having with your body. Um, And it's very important, like, for example, with sexual dysfunction, a lot of people have it because of smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. That's actually a big problem because what smoking does is it cuts off circulation of blood to certain parts of your body. It actually reduces the nitric oxide in your body. It's like it shuts down the release of nitric oxide. Mm. Yeah. And so men don't think... let me not say men, but people don't think that that um, that this is inhibiting anything, but it is. So basically, at the end of the day, it's just 
lead a healthier lifestyle, exercise more, caffeine is something we didn't mention. Which is really good for women. Yeah. For your sexual libido, by the way. Caffeine yeah. is awesome. But like dark also chocolate. Also mostly because, yes, chocolate. And if you don't, and I mean, don't eat tons of it and eat dark chocolate because there's less sugar in that. My sister takes four boxes of dark chocolate a day. She has it two in the morning and two in the evening. Like a pill. Dark chocolate, yeah. Okay, so we have a question from one of our listeners. Um, we're going to call you S. <laughs> He says, hey, Kaz and Nini. Um, I just want to say that I love the podcast and I've been listening to it since episode one. Keep doing what you're doing and helping people like me. Anyway, I have a question. So I'm a 21-year-old male student. I'm still a virgin. Initially, this was never a problem. Uh, for the most part, I was happy with myself until I joined university. Back in my first year, I guess you could say I was naive. I still thought sex was for married couples or at least people who were working and were more stable in life. I wasn't completely oblivious to the fact that there were some people having sex in my high school, some, even my friends, but, I, but it never really bothered me. But in university, it seemed like everyone is having sex. And I'm just like this tiny, lonely, sexually frustrated dot in this tsunami of sexual energy and experimentation. I've spoken to some of my friends about this and they usually give me the normal cliche answers of something along the lines of being a virgin is not bad. In fact, it's something special to hold on to. Save yourself for marriage and blah, blah, blah. Well, they do have some valid points, but I don't really buy it. See, society always tells us to stay pure, whatever that means. Wait until you found the right person, not to rush it, wait for marriage. And then turns around and chastises virgins. Uh, most of the guy, most of the guy, most of the guy friends really don't bother me, but it's my female friends that make the most fun of me, and it kills me inside every single time. I've tried getting into hookups and looking for a fuck buddy, but to be honest, I'm really shy and socially awkward, and I want more than just casual encounters. So I guess what I really want to ask is: there something wrong with me? How do I move forward? And where do I even start? Wow, that's a long email. I mean, wow. Okay, first of all, do you go around advertising the fact that you're a virgin to every Tom, Dick, and Harry you meet? Like, how yeah. do how does everyone know you're a virgin? Yeah. How? That's number one question that I'm going to ask him. Why does everyone know you're a virgin? Yeah. Well, I, I imagine maybe he's ta- maybe pe- people around him are talking about sex and asking him. You know, when you're in uni, all you ever want to talk about, nobody wants to talk about their studies, all you ever want to talk about is who you're fucking. So maybe that's what it is, and everyone is just kind of like, what? You know, I had sex. And by the way, all you need to do in uni is tell one person that you're a virgin and the whole of the, the whole, uni. Yeah, so, so you just change that and say, ah, me, I went to him and I had sex. Mazi, it was awesome. And then kill that story. Seriously? <laughs> that's one, that's definitely one way to deal with this situation. No, I think for me, the one thing that I noticed is how he begins the email. He said, he says, um, I'm still a virgin. Initially, this was never a problem. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I was happy with myself. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. Then he joined university and then he became unhappy with himself. So there was a standard of measure that was okay for him before university. And that standard became not okay for him when he got into university. Who changed that standard for him? He's the one who changed his mind. He went from, I'm okay with being a virgin to, oh my God, look at what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Why? How did it change from... Something that was okay for him mm. in himself to other people make making it not okay for what was okay for him. Do you understand? I do. I understand what you're saying. And and it's just a mind shift, I suppose, um, 
um, maybe the being okay was just that you were more focused on studies. You know, you wanted to get your your KCSE grades good so that you could go to uni in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're in uni and the pressure is not as intense as it was in high school, and now the pressure actually is in the social settings and who you're hanging out with and what it is you're doing. So it's completely understandable to be able to go through. It's almost like an adolescent. It's almost like a delayed adolescence. Adolescence. Yeah. Or delayed peer pressure. Yeah. Actually, it's not delayed peer pressure because peer pressure is highest at that age. At, that, at your early 20s, that's mm. the worst, by the way. And especially because of the freedom. But you say, in university, it seems like everyone is having sex. And I'm just like this tiny, lonely, sexually frustrated dot in this tsunami of sexual energy and er- er- experimentation. First of all, not everyone is having sex. Yeah. Like, ugh. You know, it it's seems like, like, but it does it, seem it like. It seems like because you can fake it. Yeah. A lot of people fake the fact that they're having sex. A lot yeah, of people fake right? their sexual encounters. A lot of people fake it, fake it, fake it. The That's true. I yeah. think I lied about some sexual encounters as well. And you just become a superhero <laughs> because you fake it until you make it. Yeah. Sex isn't that big a deal. And the pressure to just have sex without any intimate connection is crazy. Because yeah. then, what are you satisfying? Sex for sex is nothing. Yeah. Sex for sex becomes no one's pleasure. It becomes a pain yeah. for you and it becomes a pain for someone else. Yeah. And the only thing that I would tell um, S. S here is it's almost like he has to set his own intention. Yeah, He has to decide for himself what is important. Is it important that you're in with the in crowd that's not really being honest with you because not everyone is having sex? Like at, at this age, how many times... Uh, do we talk about I'm not having sex it's, I can go two years I can go three mm-hmm. years it is not a big deal but in university it was like so many guys did you sleep with this oh Maze there was Andrew Maze there was Michael Maze there was and there was no one <laughs> it's yeah. just a story or maybe yeah. you went out for a drink maybe you yeah. went clubbing with them yeah. but you have to set your own intention why is it that you want to have sex mm. And just come back to yourself that's true that's true and if it's I guess like Nini is saying if it's so important for you to to be like prominent in your social status like then just lie about it make up the story yeah yeah but two i think it's more important more than anything is that you're happy with yourself so first of all people don't need to be in your business period they don't need to know that much information about you and so just um create a situation where you're happy with yourself if you find somebody that you like and it's somebody that you both want to be intimate together with then that's a that's an ideal situation but until then like nah nah like, honestly, I mean, you say you've tried getting into hookups or looking for a fuck buddy. Do you even know what that is? You can't get into hookups or look oh, for a, a fuck, fuck buddy, buddy unless you're, if you're a virgin. Uh, yeah, by the way, you have to really be. Uh, <laughs> you have to be quite experienced because you need to know not only what your body's going to go through or how to pleasure your partner, how to pleasure yourself, but you need to know what, what emotions get involved in having sex. It's a very emotional process. And it's got nothing to do with whether you're attractive or not. Yeah, that's true. That, the by the, the way, day, yeah. There's not a single person who died so ugly that they're never so they never ugly. Got laid. They never got laid. Yeah. So it is not your looks, and it is not that there's anything wrong with you. The only thing that happened is you stopped paying attention to what was important to yourself mm-hmm. and started to pay attention to what other people dis- decide is mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that went wrong here. You are perfect as you are. Honestly, you had made your choice without anyone's influence. So make this choice of having sex and getting intimate with someone on your own without the pressure from anyone else. And Mm. the only thing that you could do wrong right now is make any decisions based on pressure from anyone. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, I hope we've been able to help you. As please write us, let us know. And if anybody has any more questions, guys, uh, just um, send us an email once again on thespreadkenya at gmail.com. Um, all of our details are available below on the link below. So um, just hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, whichever way is comfortable for you to reach out to us. And also, don't forget, you can find Dr. Richard Seningo's number on the Spread podcast page. On SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Actually, on all our pages. Yeah. yeah. We'll so if you need up. some help. Absolutely. Call him. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Thank you. And let us know if there's any topics in particular that you guys want us to talk about. We'd be very interested in delving into those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Have a lovely week. Show you places that I won't let nobody else see I'll let you go inside To the places I wanna hide I don't want nobody else seeing me naked